0: welcome to the third installment of squirt our sex and sexuality podcast i'm your host zoe waters the ceo and founder of necessary behavior and today we are talking about sex and theology which i'm so excited to talk about hi guys i'm bethany (laughs) hi guys of london there's so much to get started you know my own personal experience with religion was slim to none i mean i was born out of wedlock for starters My uh my paternal grandparents hated my guts and my mother's guts because again, out of wedlock, awful child. Yeah, my mother's never been really religious. She's always been kind of under the mindset of like try out what you wanna try out and for the rest just I don't know, if you like it, you like it, but if I step in foot into a church I might burn. Um, so there's that
1: my family's religious. So we always went to church. I actually loved church as a child because Sunday school, 10 out of 10, everything else is shitty. But every Sunday I would go like every Sunday and Wednesday. I don't remember a damn thing. When I was like 11 or 12, I started kind of losing my faith, I guess you could say. And then ever since then, I just haven't been really religious. I've like had conversations about it and talked about it. But me myself, I'm like, I don't really see myself ever being a part of that again. Um, If I was to get like into something that was like religious or whatever, I'd be like more spiritual.
2: Uh, So my family, my dad grew up Catholic and my mom was Mormon. So we did the whole Catholic thing until they got divorced. And now once my dad wasn't so much in the picture anymore, uh, we did the whole Mormon thing and I got baptized Mormon. And Mormon religion is a little different because it's more than just like church on Sundays. You dedicate like every single day to God. It's not like just Sunday. It's like you have church on Sunday and then you have family home evening on Monday. And then there's the day of you're probably supposed to feed all the missionaries when they come over to your house because that's a thing we do too. Yeah. They feel less like a religion and more like a lifestyle because it just like seeps into every single little thing that they do.
0: Is the soaking still a thing? Do you guys know what soaking is? Like a real thing. I saw TikTok about it. Um, you, soaking is where you literally you put your penis into a vagina and you just let it sit and soak as an act of like like releasing sexual tension without like having sex. That is literally the first time I have ever heard of that. What <laughs> listeners out there, if you know about soaking or want to share about it, <laughs> hit us up well in your own personal soaking experience or just your thoughts
2: on soaking isn't it so funny what people will go through to be like oh see that's not a sin so fornicating's is a sin unless i do it this way like they really convince themselves like penis and vagina sex is like it like hey if you're giving them head or doing anal or whatever i'm pretty sure your god wouldn't like that either like there's this there's this song and obviously it's a comedy song but it's called um, god's back door and one of the lines is well sodomy is okay but only if you're straight and so it's just like the the hypocrisy that people will like convince themselves is oh okay no my god thinks this is okay anal's fine as long as they don't put it in my vagina but now you can put it in their vagina just don't thrust like soaking just soak it in there it's okay (laughs) that's like
1: fuck me in the ass because i love jesus
2: (laughs) if we can put a clip of that song put the clip into it so I'll put a clip from the sample song right here
0: well there's a loophole in the scripture that works really well so I can get him off
2: without going to hell it's my Hail Mary full of grace in Jesus' name we go to fifth base oh thank you for making me holy and thank you for giving me holes to choose from and since I'm not a godless whore he'll have to come in the back door Therefore, fuck me in the ass, cause I love Jesus. The good Lord would want it that way. Give me that sweet sensation of a throbbing rationalization. It's just between you
0: and me. Cause everyone knows it's the sex that God can't see. (sighs) Yeah, it's so, so ironic the ways in which the ways in which anal is is seen and viewed and like almost just kind of used as a tool to either benefit or like just tear apart.
2: It's somehow both super super sinful because oh that's gay but also at the same time
1: oh it it keeps you from sinning because it's not vaginal sex. I know some people have said that like it's a sin regardless if like a man ejaculates and it's not to like recreate life so How is that any better?
2: Yeah, isn't sodomy technically just having sex without the intention to get pregnant? Isn't that why so many religions are against birth control too? Is because, oh, it's sodomy because you're having sex without the intention to get pregnant.
0: Like, is Jesus really going to get mad at you if he comes on your stomach? There's this quote, and I can't remember for the life of me who says this quote.
2: If God didn't want you to put your fingers in your vagina or up your nose, he wouldn't have made them perfectly finger-sized.
1: He did it on purpose. You guys are just tricking yourselves.
2: The clit has one job. What are you telling me God put it there for, buddy? Really? Fun times and fun times alone.
0: That and also like I just think of like um like the prostate kind of being like the male G spot or like not even like the male G spot but like prostate G spot, the P spot, like you're going to tell me that that was not on purpose? You're going like, to put me? it there for you guys. Honestly
2: <laughs> God's up there right now like damn I thought
1: there was going to be a lot more gay sex involved like no he's huh? like a little disappointed there's literally so you have sex for pleasure reasons most of the time this is literally like a way for you to get pleasure i don't understand why men are like so against it if you're not having sex to mate to recreate life then you're having sex to get pleasure what's so different between like pnv versus stimulating your prostate like i don't understand
2: if you try it and you don't like it, like that's your own thing, like whatever. But if you're just like, oh my God, I never. Okay. Obviously we know what the issue is here. Like you don't want to look gay.
0: It's like, well, just like turn around. Like I'll just put one finger in your butt. It's not that bad. Y'all have never taken a finger up your butt before. Like, do you know? Like you weren't curious one day and I was like, you
2: know what? Like I'll do it to myself. Like, even if you're too nervous to ask a girl, like you don't want to look like emasculated, because let's be real, there are some girls that would be like, oh my God, you're gay too. So like, I vibe it. Like, don't want to put yourself out there vulnerable, but like by yourself, come
1: on. Like you've never- like you're not even curious like all this time you've been here and like oh you got this you got this pleasure point in your ass and you're like not curious I know y'all are curious some of y'all have tried to suck your own dicks you're trying to tell me you're not curious <laughs> maybe they're just
2: liars maybe they're just lying they've all can we just like assume every dude has like stuck their finger up their ass at some point and just like totally pretends they have not
1: That reminds me of, like, the whole stigma there was around, like, eating ass, and then, like, I feel like it's kind of gone now a little bit, but before it was, like, such a huge stigma, but, like, y'all were all doing it anyway.
0: I think, I think the, the, like, prostate revolution has yet to come. If you're listening to this and you have a prostate, stick your finger in your butt.
1: Go touch it go touch it right
0: now maybe do a google first like don't just like dry shove it up there like do a google
2: Uh, know what you're looking for know maybe a
0: couple ideas of how to approach it maybe (laughs) make sure you use some lube because the butthole is not like a self-lubricating hole in your body i guess
2: vaseline is the best one for that hole i'm sorry guys you need something thick go for something thick especially for the first time vaseline Mm -hmm. two bucks
0: but don't use Vaseline or any type of oil-based with a condom or a, like, glove. If you're more of, like, a glove person, because it'll, it'll uh, dissolve the glove or the condom.
2: Is that just the latex? Does that happen to latex-free ones,
1: too? I don't know.
0: I'm going to Google it. So. tell um, your thing condoms can be used with oil-based loops.
2: Good to know. Learn something.
0: Yeah. So be cautious. Don't use latex and oil. Or a dildo and oil. Don't do that either. Unless it's a glass dildo that's non-porous. Or metal. Anyways, that's my that's my PSA on, on lube and toy and finger and glove safety. Um, I think the whole, like, you can't be on birth control thing is such a fucking scam. I don't know. I just, I really don't get it because it's like, you'd think that, You'd want to control that? Like, yeah.
2: So I learned this in my history class, and it was uh, part of the witch trials, right? One of the types of jobs that they would burn women for was being a midwife, because if they made birth too easy, they were keeping women from suffering for the sins of Eve. And that's why women weren't allowed to get abortions and weren't allowed to have like pain medicine while they were giving birth or use birth control because the pain
1: of birth was them being punished for the sins of eve so fucking sadistic for no reason like so much of religion sometimes it's just like why do you
2: gotta suffer man jesus would not be there like oh yes women should be suffering for the sins of eve that was not jesus that was not the role he played like in your sweet christian version of jesus jesus would probably be sitting there like okay, let's give this poor bitch all the medicine we got, like having a baby's health.
1: Like, didn't they, is, aren't they forgiving everybody? You've got, she's forgiven. That's got nothing to do with everyone else. It's the way most people like utilize aspects of Christianity. Like no mm. aspects of you practicing this religion should harm anybody else. And yeah. if you're interpreting it like that and using it like that, then you're fucked up. I think that's why so much I
2: like oppose organized religion as like Paul. Because mm. when individuals like, follow their beliefs and worship their gods like as individuals or as families or even as like small communities they really only have so much power but we make these like massive organizations that hold such power and it's like to kind of circle back to where it's supposed to be talking about theology and sex but like why the church ends up having so much power in our sex lives anyway like if these or these organizations shouldn't be able to stick their hands into actual law and tell me what I can do with my body. They'll use the Bible to justify anything. Colonialism's really how Christianity took hold of the global view of like gender. Like the Native Americans, they had such diverse genders. And like, you still have ones that are alive today. Like the two spirit people like are still active now. And it's just like, we went through and we went, no, you have to follow the specific gender binary that we've created
1: no, yeah, that upsets me so much. I see people talking about it so much on like social media platforms about like the idea of like two genders just being like not a thing for a lot of cultures. And I like I like bring it up to people and they'll still try to argue with me and I'm like like why is that inconceivable to you? Like it, Things have been around for a long time and you can probably trace it at some point in history. Why is that so hard for you to conceive? It's because we've had this idea shut down on our throats this whole time that there's like, oh, there's only these two genders and just like these binary ways of thinking. I like
2: what you said, like, like we can go really far back and like have variations in gender.
0: I think of, um, there's a, there's a map that we had to look at in one of my classes that I love. Um, And it's like a world map that breaks down into every other gender that is not like male or female, which I thought was just so, so cool. Um, And like where all these genders like originated from and like where they're popular and all that, but just like genders from around the world. And I thought that was just like so cool. And we all had to pick a gender and like look into it a little bit and then come to class and then present on it. And like, I have never learned about so many genders all like, you know, one after another, after another, after another, like ever and that was the coolest thing ever just because i thought it was just like wow like we did a really shit job talking about that and yeah like like london was saying just the idea that these are not new they have never been new they have been removed forcibly from what you know the the spaces in which they exist in through colonization
2: i always point out if people are queer in history like i'll be like famous bisexual is my favorite favorite one to say especially in history they like to pretend bisexuals were either straight or gay so I was like oh they were bisexual oh they were by and then my dad asked me he's like why does it matter why does it matter if they're bisexual and that's that's the answer that's why it matters to know because why did everyone go so far out of the way to pretend that they weren't trans pretend that they weren't queer pretend that they weren't fill in the blank like they decided it was important enough to erase from history so I feel like it must be important enough to save
1: even now, we're kind of relearning things that already existed. Like, it is a spectrum. People are different things for you to ignore, like, parts of them because it fits your narrative. It's just messed up.
0: The amount of things that we will redact just to make it work best for us. I mean, even, like, the AIDS crisis, like, the AIDS epidemic, where so much that was based on religion. And it's, like, these people are dying. Do something about it. Like, you have the power to do something, so fucking do the thing. But it took so, so, so long. And like the fact that he was even just like seen for so long is like AIDS being like God's punishment for being gay. And it's like, you're going to fucking tell me that that's the punishment? Really? Like you're going to just let people die and just... And like the fact that it was even brought into politics, I'll never understand like the fact that there's like a, like we have to have separation between church and state, but like we have never had separation between church and state.
1: There's so many instances where people use religion to just like be evil. Just like the whole thing you said, you have the resources to help people, but you're letting them die. It's like, How can you have faith in yourself to be this good person because you're religious and you're holy and you're this and that, but you're like letting people die or you're, you know, creating these evils for other people or whatever you want to say it is. It's just like so crazy to me. So do you think they just sit
2: there and imagine Jesus would like walk by people (laughs) dying of AIDS and be like, oh yeah, that's totally, they can just die. That's fine. Or do they think Jesus would be like, oh my God, like what can I do to help you? Like, which Jesus are you learning about in Sunday school, guys? I know what you're being taught. Like, I don't know why your actions never seem to match that.
1: Don't pretend that Jesus wouldn't walk past them and touch them on their forehead and like fix them or some shit. Like, y'all know. So for y'all to sit here and be like, like, try to use this book and be like, oh, Jesus wouldn't have liked that, whatever. Jesus, even if Jesus didn't like it, Jesus still would have saved them. Also,
2: it should be a non-fucking issue because Jesus shouldn't be involved in our fucking medical shit, okay? Not everybody's fucking Christian, it! Why the fuck do we have to follow
0: the laws for a religion I don't even follow? Recently, all of the hospitals in my hometown, they all went Catholic. You cannot get birth control put in in the office. So like my gynecologist, my literal gynecologist, whose only job is to prescribe me birth control, cannot like actively give me birth control they can't do any like iud placements in office anymore you have to go to an outpatient center like it's such a fucking disaster and it's specifically because they adopted these catholic values that say that it's not part of their practice and i think that's wild like it has no place there and what's gonna
2: stop them from using that as an excuse not to treat gay people or not to treat trans people or not to treat fill in the blank people like oh we're We're a Catholic hospital. No, fuck you. You're a hospital.
0: Honestly, really any medical professional, if you are a nurse, if you are whatever, like if you cannot be accepting Of every single person that walks in your door, you have no place in the medical system at fucking all. Not every religion is, like,
2: so fucking puritanical. Not every religion's like, got to stick up their ass about sex and shit. I got a couple witchy friends who, like, do sex magic stuff. It's, like, part of their religion, too.
0: It's, like, a very big thing. And, like, it's even, I mean, also recognizes that, like, you can, like, masturbate and, like, you can
2: just get as much. Could you imagine like praying to like Christian God with your like orgasm powers?
0: No, that's literally where it is. It's like it recognizes the fact that the orgasm is like one of the most powerful things that could ever happen to your body. And so if you set an intention on your orgasm, like you can make anything happen. But it's like if you orgasm during like Christian sex, it's like what the fuck you're going to hell. You can't experience pleasure. I think that's why there's still so much shit where like we have straight
2: up politicians that run our country that think like the female orgasm isn't real. Or like Ben Shapiro, who can't get his wife wet. He was all talking about, my wife's a doctor. And she told me that women only, their vaginas only get wet if there's something wrong. Oh, baby. Christianity just ate into sex ed, man. We can't even have boys and girls in the same fucking room together to do sex ed. And it's just like, it's all so like Christian tinge, like abstinence only education. Like, give me give me a non-religious reason for like abstinence only education. There's no evidence
0: that it actually fucking works. I think most evidence is that it literally does not work at all. And that's the thing too, is just like, you know, again, it's a whole like separation of church and state. Like you can act like you have it separated, but you do not. I mean, even just kind of the idea of like activities that they do in sex ed. There was a sex ed activity I heard of where everyone gets a piece of tape to put on their hands and you have to go around and like put your tape on like other people and that's like having sex with them and like afterwards your tape won't stick and then like you're just unpure unclean i love how that heavily
2: implies like after a certain amount of sex you just can't have sex anymore
0: like you know if that one guy just
2: sits there and puts the tape on and takes it off over and over again it's also gonna lose its stickiness like if she only has a hundred fucks in her that's not a hundred guys that's just a hundred times to have sex so why is having sex with one guy a hundred times any different than having sex with a hundred guys one time
1: this to every sex ed teacher who has used that and bethany just she just busted your myth you guys yeah
0: i was just sitting here thinking of ways you can get around that you could literally like you could like prove your teacher wrong and go propose to someone get married and then just stick through your tape onto them like again and again and again and again and you're like oh dang still just as bad as everyone else here I got married first. So funny. And I know we've kind of talked about it in an episode a little bit before, but
2: like the whole like intense must maintain your virginity before you get married crowd. There's straight up women who'll talk about it. Like they can't have sex after they get married. Like they want to like cry, like they feel dirty and shameful, like after having sex. And I'm like, you literally like drill it into somebody's mind so many times that sex is dirty and sex is bad. And then. Expect them to perform all of a sudden on a wedding night. The night when everyone knows they're going to have sex now. So no pressure.
0: That's got to be so traumatic too. And then it's like, you have to perform. You have to, like, you have to cause an orgasm. I also, I've been thinking about the ways in which we think of like purity as like this like white, clean, cleanliness. Like, that's just a very interesting concept to me. It's like,
2: you want me to repent? That's pretty much what they're, that's what they want to like teach you in class. They would tell you to repent for your sins if they legally could get away with it like oh you're unclean like you gotta tell god you're sorry for having sex that was bad like dude god literally made your fucking body to have sex as long as you don't hurt anyone i don't think god's gonna care god gave you a lot of holes for a reason
1: <laughs> nothing else going back to the tape thing that reminds me of this one kid i was talking to once i was like oh so why don't you like believe in sex like before marriage and he was like Well, basically, they taught us that every time you have sex with someone, they take a piece of your soul. And so every time you have sex, each person takes a piece of your soul. And if you keep having sex, then you're left with nothing. And I'm like, damn, y'all are trying to scare the shit out of people. You're literally sitting here telling kids the more you have sex, you'll just be left with nothing. Like, what? Totally. I've actually heard that before. Some guy told me that um, he
2: was very picky about his women because every time you come in a woman, you're giving her a piece of your soul.
1: Yeah, like what? Like the links people will go to to just justify that. And it's just like, it's just weird to me.
2: Also, he thought that that was like a pickup line. Like he thought that that would make me think I was special because I would get a piece of his soul. And I was just like,
0: um,
2: hard path actually.
0: That doesn't even make sense because then if if everyone was giving the other person like a chunk of their soul, you literally would never decrease. You just end up with like
1: (laughs) soul swapping.
0: (laughs) Yeah, literally soul stew inside of just like everyone's. Like best friends necklaces, but like weirder.
1: (laughs) That's probably even the thing of like, you're giving yourself away or you're giving a part of yourself, just like all those narratives.
2: So I totally know this isn't what you meant by giving yourself away. But it totally made me think of like fathers giving their daughters away at weddings. That whole dynamic is so weird because you're like, here, man, this is my virgin daughter. I'm giving
1: her to you now. She's not my property anymore. She's yours. Just men just passing women along and like passing them back and forth. Just any narrative that's like, oh, the men own the women and they decide what happens to them. Like the woman is just like, we're just here. There is still a lot of weird culture too that ties like girls virginities
2: to like respecting their fathers like what would your father think or like they'll have like weird saving yourself ceremonies like with their dads and stuff i
0: don't know marriage is marriage has like a like a ceremony just seems pretty fucking sexist it It doesn't have to be so my
2: husband and i walk down the aisle together love it love to see it a lot of that is just like people carrying on traditions they feel like they need to carry on or like the whole idea of um, asking someone if they can marry their daughter, like asking their dad. Like that is always so weird. If you ask my father before you asked me, my answer would be no.
0: No, if you ask my father congrats, I'm glad that you got in touch with him <laughs> I'd probably be more mad at that than anything else I'd be like what the fuck you gonna talk to my dad but I don't <laughs> you're like mad different <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> marriage and like relationships in that way is like such a man's thing like so I have a very like non-traditional marriage in a lot of ways and it like personally offends people so we walked down the aisle together instead of my dad walking me he did not ask my dad permission and we in fact made jokes about it several times uh he took my last name and then so one of my dad's big things was that he was worried his last name wasn't going to get carried on because he only has daughters so he thanks my husband for taking his last name and carrying on his family name I'm like wait a second didn't I carry on your family name why was that him I should get the fucking credit for this shit what (laughs) but no it was the man in my life he had to thank him
0: it's like no wife gets thanked for carrying on like the family legacy. Like, shut
2: the fuck up. <laughs> like without me, bitch, who would have grew your family legacy? I grew the family legacy in my body. Fuck you.
1: <laughs> like, like, we're the ones who like go through all that. Such like a
2: male entitlement towards yeah. women's pregnancy. Like, so my husband and I weren't married when we had my daughter. She was born out of wedlock, like a naughty girl like Zoe. <laughs> um, She had my last name on her birth certificate. And people on our fucking like birth announcement Facebook post, like we announced her name and her weight. Here she is to the world. Like not a controversial post. People were like, why doesn't she have his last name? Other people felt the need to jump in on my marriage and my relationship because their personal views on how men should be like the leader of the marriage. So say congratulations and move on with your day. Fuck the patriarchal ties to marriage and how that
1: impacts sex also mention that this is like heavily focused on like Christianity. America's just so Christianized. It's really hard for us to like
2: think outside of the Christian box. Oh
0: my God. I saw this billboard on Facebook the other day. It was, I think it was like 40 days to life, which is like a, like a pro-life campaign, whatever. It's like an infant with a full fucking set of teeth, like smiling. Did you notice those abortion
2: boards always have like pictures of babies on them and not like the chia seed size sea monkey that gets aborted like it's always like a full ass baby yeah or like a baby like that's just about to be born in the abortion photo and i'm like if i showed you an aborted baby at like eight weeks you would not know what it was
0: i don't know i think all pro-life campaigns are just wild like in the, the manipulation tactics that they use
2: and it's like the pro-life like movement is so like christian tinged it's like why why is women's health care so intertwined with christianity like why are christian morals getting to decide whether or not i get an abortion and i mean there are christian hospitals that are all straight up deny people like life-saving abortions the average pro-lifer will probably be like oh yeah well if you're gonna die yeah then you can have an abortion but like there's straight up Christian hospitals that will tell women no, that they just have to die or give birth to the baby and hope for the best.
0: Which is so, so harmful. People will be like, like late-term abortions happen. And it's like hardly ever. It's like for the most part, a lot of late-term abortions are like something happens in utero and like the baby dies. And it's a better alternative to either carrying the baby to term. But most people end up just carrying the baby to term anyways, because it's less stress on your body. If you're having
2: an abortion that late, you're mourning a loss.
0: Yeah. You
2: were going to have a baby that either you wanted or another couple wanted that you were going to adopt out. You did not get this far into your pregnancy and just now decide to get an abortion. It does not happen like that.
0: We kind of talked about this. I think this is like the very, very first episode of, of Lemonade, like over a year ago, um, our singular episode. But we talked a little bit about like um, abortion clinics Well, well, no, let me, let me back up. They look like abortion clinics or at least just like a, like a normal like clinic that would hopefully provide abortions. They're like the pregnancy emergency resource centers.
2: That's what I, yeah. I have one not too far from me Mm -hmm. and I know that's what it is. Uh, And it says it's a pregnancy emergency resource center. And people go there thinking that they're going to get connected to resources to help with adoption or abortion or whatever. And then they go there to pretty much be screamed at and harassed. The most extreme cases, they'll even get women to like take part of their clothes off to like think they're getting a medical exam. And then they'll like refuse to give them their clothes back while they like scream at them. What
0: the fuck? I know one of my friends in high school went to one of those or I went with her. Um, and it was just, like, an overall, like, really odd experience. But, like, in, you know, you go in and it's, like, super helpful and warm and welcoming. And, like, just, like, really, really like, a nice place to be. And then it's, like, you know, they let you take a free pregnancy test, which is great. Like, they, like, make sure that you have access to the resource. They explain everything to you. You know, they explain, like potential like pregnancy symptoms and all that like it seems very like feminist space like really really good you know if your pregnancy test comes back positive or really even if it doesn't I guess they'll like ask you you know okay or I think it's usually when you're waiting but like you know if it comes back positive like what's your plan And if you even say, oh, I don't know if I'll keep it. I might get an abortion. Like it doesn't even, you don't even have to say abortion. You can just say that you're like, you'd consider it. And they will start to just be like, no, 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 no. no!" Like that is the worst decision you've ever made. Like, this is what God said about abortion and blah, 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 blah. And like all of these different things. And like, I know the one that we went to, it was like this half an hour spiel where she's just like, I don't care. Um, I'm probably not pregnant. But like, they were like, you know, like we have groups for like expecting mothers, we have this whole storage closet of like diapers and wipes and clothes and cribs and car seats and, and carriers and you know, all of these things where it was just like, you know, it was like, we'll take care of everything for you, but don't get an abortion. And it's like, I wonder if that would actually be the case. I really doubt it. But you know, I wonder... I wonder if that would happen. I think also just the, like, the Christian ideal of, like, we're pro-life, like, we want you to have babies, but we're absolutely not going to give you any help or assistance or anything like that because you don't deserve it. Um, Also, we don't really adopt children.
2: And our foster care system's fucking garbage, so.
0: I always feel really sorry for the parents or, like, the super religious families, people that just never seem not pregnant. Mormon Um, families
2: will pop out like six kids man it's like a standard like so many of them have so many children like they will just have babies until it's going to kill them and then that's when they'll stop
0: uh, I mean it's a lot of bodily trauma that happens too within pregnancy I mean just the fact of like stretching and like pushing all your guts up into your like torso and then you know you got everything just like being all jumbled up and then also just like birthing as an experience
2: oh and all your muscles can tear apart like your abs can tear apart like that's really common
1: Every time I come out of these, like, sex ed podcasts, I'm like, I'm ne- I can't, kids. But less and less,
2: less and less. Like, some person who's never had a fucking uterus in their life, never experienced, like, misogyny or anything in their entire fucking life is going to tell me that I can't get an abortion when they have no idea what the fuck the female body goes through.
0: Have you ever seen videos of, like, people putting on, like, cramp simulators? yes women will just be sitting there like no this is good like this isn't even that bad i've had worse it's like on 10
2: they have the same one with uh, labor i've seen the video uh and it was and it was so funny because the dudes were being dicks about it too they were like oh i think women just exaggerate like one of the husbands was like oh i think you know it might hurt but i think you know it probably wouldn't hurt that bad like- the other like- one's like oh no my wife totally exaggerates and the second they turn that fucking bitch on and by the way for the lowest contraction setting The lowest one, not even like the biggest. And they don't even ever have to experience pushing either. But the lowest contraction setting, they were screaming and writhing on the tables.
1: Why would you think that pushing a whole ass human, why would you think that's like not painful and they're being dramatic?
2: Men always act like women are being dramatic. It's like the age old defense. Oh, women are exaggerating. Oh, women are just too sensitive. Oh, women are lying. It's the oldest trick in the book. They're like, oh, well, women always exaggerate about their pain. That's why women can't fucking get taken seriously when they go to the doctors is because men look at women and they're like, oh, well, if they're saying their pain's a 10, it's probably really like a 4. When in reality, women almost always downplay their pain.
0: And I think of, you know, the amount of men that are sitting there like, well, like, give me is that's just being like kicked in the balls. And it's like, no, the fuck it's not. I, It's like in reality, it's like if you were to put it into something that like we can all experience or at least like think about experiencing is like, Worth being compared to like breaking every single bone at the, in your body at the exact same time. Make it make sense. (laughs) I think I'm just like the amount of people that like push out, like, like double digit babies. And I'm just like, are you okay? Are you, are you okay?
2: Oh, and speaking, let's go back to puritanical bullshit for a second. Um, I asked for a C-section and this was a religious hospital. And, they acted like, like that, they like brushed me off. They're like, oh no, you only get C-sections when you're dying. Like women can just put up with that, like pain. Like, oh, it's just part of being a mom. And I'm like, listen here, motherfucker. If I'm going to be in labor for two fucking days and uh, I was having problems with my blood pressure and I'm like, so obviously I'm in pain and my blood pressure is just climbing. Why don't you just cut the fucking baby out of me instead of acting like it's like this big motherly job of me to push it out they'll let people die. Like my mom had a friend who they refused to give her a C-section and she died in the middle of childbirth and they had to C-section it out anyway because she couldn't push when she was dead.
0: The amount of like hoops that they'll try to jump through to put the fear of God in people and then also just be like, this is a punishment.
2: Speaking of like punishments and fear of God, that reminded me. So there's like parents who when their daughters get pregnant as teenagers, they'll refuse to let their children have epidurals as like a punishment for getting pregnant. That's crazy.
0: That's bullshit.
2: Yeah, right? I'm like, okay, first of all, your child just had a child. This is already a somewhat, like, traumatic experience for them, right? Like, if your 16-year-old had a baby, this is already a really hard situation. Like, let's just make it fucking harder for them. It's like, your child's going to have enough trials without you just adding pain and suffering to it.
0: But even just, like, denial pain medicine as a, like, a form of, like, punishment it was literally torture.
2: Like, it is a form of harm. That's your job to keep them safe and protected. Like, I'm a mom, so I'm totally gonna judge all you parents out there. I'm well within my rights. Fuck all of you. Like, it is your fucking job to take care of your kids and, like, help them when they are in pain and in need. Being
1: a parent at 16 is probably honestly so traumatizing. Like, I can't imagine. And almost always that dude is, like, fucking 20. Ugh, yeah. It's so fucked up.
0: There was a post discussing, like, how old Mary was when she had Jesus. I didn't know this, but apparently she was 13. And I think it's just like very interesting. Okay, even if I do believe the
2: little Bible story, could you imagine how fucking traumatizing it would be for like God to be like, hello, little 13 year old girl. Also, did you guys notice that that's the painting where they make Gabriel a girl? So Archangel Gabriel is the one that tells Mary she's pregnant. Gabriel's almost always a dude. I mean, Gabriel used to be a girl, but Gabriel's almost always a dude now. But that's the one where they let Gabriel be a girl again because they never wanted the guy Archangel telling her she was pregnant because they felt like that was naughty, naughty.
0: The fucking, the irony. <laughs> oh, well. I just, I just, I don't understand it. I really don't. There's, like, you're going to go out of your way. But then I also, like, I think of, like, I don't know, people are getting married and like having kids a lot younger too. Uh, there was a film that I watched a, a while ago, like a documentary that talked a little bit about child bride. like the purity standards and stuff like that too. Like people would literally get sewn up, like their labia would be sewn up um, where they couldn't menstruate, couldn't, or they could menstruate, but like couldn't do it like healthily. Like there was a lot of like infections and bacteria because it's like closed, dark, wet area. But if it was like torn at some point or whatever, And like, you weren't good enough to marry and you'd have to have these people like check you out to make sure that you were like pure enough to like be married off. But then it was also like, if you were still like sewn up completely, like you'd have, I think your dowry was a little bit more expensive. I don't know. That's just like wild to me. There was this video on Facebook I was watching. It was this little girl activist. She
2: was probably like 13, where her mom was telling her like, she had to get like female circumcisions, like clitorectomies. Because like her grandfather on his dying bed, like his last wish was that every girl in his family was cut. And she was like, I never met this man and I don't care what his wishes are. And so she ran away. And so she was like going to schools and telling girls that they didn't have to listen to their families, that they didn't have to get cut. Like they could, like there was places to go for them, but it's like communities that just like believe in it so much that they're willing to like harm their children. Like, cause that happens to little girls.
0: Yeah, and like, it, it serves no purpose. It serves much more harm than it does anything else. And like, they'll still fight tooth and nail to make sure that this happens. And I just, I remember like watching that film and just being like, totally like, oh my God.
2: Maybe work on separating your own religious ideologies from your own sexuality. Like I know a lot of us kind of got raised in religions that we don't necessarily believe in now as an, as adult, but like you're an adult now and you got to think about the morals that you took away from those religions and you don't have to apply those to yourself anymore. Like you don't have to feel dirty about having sex for funsies. If you're a man or a woman out there and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a hoe bag, like have sex with who you want, be safe, be kind, just, you know, do your thing don't let religion like make all your choices for you
0: and also if you are someone who has a prostate put your finger in your butt
1: <laughs> <Put> your- <laughs> that's the
0: closing note that's the closing note
2: put your finger in your butt put your finger in the
0: butt
1: even if you don't have a prostate just put your finger in the butt
0: dude yeah eat some ass put your finger in your butt try it out you'll never go back <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh thanks for listening to the third installment of squirt i hope you enjoyed it we had a lot of fun talking about this disaster of a web between sex sexuality and religion we'll be back soon with another episode of lemonade thanks for listening bye